The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and I thought the comedy I was going to see on Saturday would be at the Gardine Theatre, and not in the 82nd minute at Tanadice. We honoured our 83 champions before the match, and after the match it was the same feeling of May points. Join the conversation on our socials, or at Dode Fox Podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On this week's episode, honouring 83, Fermer's Review, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, Ross County Preview, The Lone Report, The Women's Team, Smile, Who Am I and On This Day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 182 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, this is Morris Malpas and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox podcast with the Puss in Boots, Paul McNichol and all the gear, no idea, Ronnie Costello. <sighs> well, Paul, where do we, where do we start? Do we, where do we start this week? Do we start with Honour 83? Do we'll we start we'll with the debacle of a match or the even worse finding out that you went to see Puss in Boots at the cinema. How it do you It was a good film, Rondo. It was a, it was a good film. I'm, I'm just, uh, that, that's, that's how I've got to say Nate, it. listen, nobody's got a gun to your head. We're between friends here. You didn't need to toe the party line. You can say, I was dragged out and I fucking had to buy the popcorn. I wasn't allowed to do the popcorn trick because that's not allowed anymore. We're between friends. Who's even in it? No, there was no popcorn, no popcorn trick. Uh, I, I wasn't a drug dude. I quite, I was quite happy, quite willing to go along and see it. Well, I've got myself a limitless, a limitless pass to the Odeon these days, so I was, I was using it. I'll go to see anything. Well, clearly, uh, ah, no, it was class. Who's even in yeah, it? Did. Tell us. Uh, a puss <laughs> in boots. Uh, a puss that's also in boots. We near class. Why else? There's a dog in it. <laughs> please, please, yeah, it was class. Antonio uh, Banderas, he plays pushing boots. Please Probably. tune in next week for McNichols Cinema Review <laughs> with glowing like reviews, just like a Baldy Barry Norman here. Class. That was a good film, Rondo. I I, I could see that wink. Nobody else can. Uh, right, <laughs> uh, we kicked off uh, Saturday afternoon by honouring our champions from 83 on the back of what I hear was a fantastic night on Friday night, uh, getting to hear the stories. And uh, I'll just there was a brilliant picture. I don't know if you've seen this, right? So um, I think it was Dave, Dave Rennie was for United, put the picture up and he says, brilliant here in the legends, you know, just got them in the, everyone in the palm of their hands with their stories. Perfectly one boy in the photo on his phone. <laughs> ah, well. I thought it was quite funny um, but yeah I hear a, a fantastic thing I had by all which is brilliant I, I mean the end of the day we speak to the legends that's that's what it's like and obviously that brought up uh, yesterday before the match we're getting to mm-hmm. honour we had a 1983 playlist uh, before, during and after the game which was a lot of fun actually uh, that was quite good and I mean what can you say about the legends that, that, that were there um, obviously People were saying, oh, Dave Neri wasn't there and whatever. I think Dave Neri got wind of the plan for us to kidnap him to be a guest. Yeah. So he, 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 he feigned a bit Aye, I think he just yeah. phoned that. I'm not feeling too good or whatever. So um, he wasn't there, but it was just 
to, to, it, it's always cool to see the legends and whatever else and the coming out and, and, and just firing up, getting that welcome again and that adulation. And to be fair, the St. John's the fans as well gave him a really nice applause and, you know, and that was... Um, gave Sturrock a nice applause. No, to be fair, it's, it's um, the goalie and that were going off at the end. They all got applause for them as well. Spit about the ones beside me. Um, but it was just it's just brilliant to see those those type of things. Of course it is, and they absolutely deserve it. Uh, I know I know people have said, why the hell are we doing it in February? And well, who knows, you know, and I know that the dinner was in was last night as as we record this, it was in February. And from what I've heard, that's because if you had had it in May, then the club will have their own player of the year in May, and they've maybe thought it's, it's too much to hate two kind of expensive dinners around about the same time. So uh Nary issue we 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 went it was it was just great to celebrate these guys once again the display team knocking out of the park with their their big tifo. We uh, under it again. I actually had to run down with it, so the bit nearest nearest you, it kind of fell and it landed on my head. And usually they've got guys that come to the bottom of the stand and, and grab it, but there was nobody, so I felt duty bound. I thought I better I better grab this and make my way down the stairs swiftly. So if you look closely at the videos that are getting unfurled, you might see a big speggy baldy dude. And that's that's you. That's your claim. That, that, that was me. Yeah, yeah. But it, to touch on the legends coming on the park, obviously it's it's great. Like, and I texted you at the time, like uh, like when when Luggy came out, I could feel my eyes welling up. And it's no because he's he's no as healthy as he used to be these days. It's not a day with that. It was it's Luggy. Like okay, we've we've had him on the podcast. We've We've spoke to him uh, a couple of times, but like, we've never actually really, truly met him. I suppose I've had a photo with him at the when he done that Q and A with uh, Graham Spears mm. a couple of years back. But to actually just to see him, you know, he's he's a hero. Like he's uh, he's one of the greatest United players that there will ever be. And as much as these days we all look on and like we all say, Neri's the best ever player, and he he, he is like this. I don't think there's a doubt. If you ask any of his teammates, they'll tell you that. But uh, like when I was younger, you wanted to be lucky. You would head around to the park with your band or your arm and your socks at your ankles. It was, that was like, nearly it was class, but lucky scored the goals, you know, lucky looked cool. Tap wasn't tucked in, socks weren't pulled up. Didn't know where shin is. Didn't know that he needed them, although he used to get kicked black and blue. But it was just, it was classy in there, guys. Obviously, they, they deserve their moment. They deserve the Friday night, they deserve the Saturday afternoon and they deserve the reception that they had no doubt got on Saturday night at the Apex too. Yeah, yeah, and so we're really looking forward to the our event on the 14th of May to look I'll back greet. at that. I'll uh, greet when, if, when, when Luggy's there, I will greet. <laughs> Thank you. It's happening. Well. Uh, but we're, we're really looking forward to that one, you know, and um, I mean, it could be around interesting circumstances depending on how this season's panning out. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that as well. But the, the, they're the moments like yesterday that when you're like a tiny part of what's to get them on the pitch and be able to just say a line about them. And it, it, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Like it, it's generally amazing to go and, and when yeah. you think of the, you know, we've been lucky enough to be in the company of Hamish and John Holt and... Um, Eggy, Super Mo. Eggy, Super Mo and... You know, and, and seeing these players, and seeing players like Billy Kirkwood, he didn't see often. But when I look into his role during that season, like 
he was a massive part of it. And some of the guys that I say that aren't with us or couldn't be with us and like Ralphie's son to come out and just stuff like that. It's just so, so good. I mean, I said to you when, when you were, you text me about Luggy that I thought he was about to tuck off up the wing with a trophy at one point in front of the George Fox. Well, Liam the- Smith wouldn't have caught him if he did. So, you know, that's maybe how he did now. Didn't want to embarrass boys. But it was just, yeah, it, it, it's an incredible moment. And I know that, you know, people can can go over it. People can be accused of going over the top signs, but this is forty years, so it really means something. You know, it's not an every year occurrence. I think it's just a, an amazing feat, and yeah, it's just incredible, really. I, I don't think that, that you can go over the top with something like this. Personally, it's not it's not rammed down your throat, uh, and in many ways, it's not celebrated enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I've mentioned it before when you look at the the green ass cheek through in, in Glasgow. Going about their uh, the European Cup one all the time, and rightly so. But why should they not? You know, it was a, an historic achievement. It was an amazing achievement, and for a club Dundee United size to slowly get better when McLean came in, get better, mm-hmm. get better, build something, build something, created this great team. We won the league. Like we, that's a, it's it's mental. Like it's hard to get your head around the fact that. Dundee United won won the Scottish League. It really is. Mm. Like and like I tell obviously I tell Leo, and he's like, yeah, I know I won the league, but you could see he's, he's like, ah, there's a bit of him thinking dingies. <laughs> You're just marking this up, Dad. But uh, but it actually happened. So and it's never going to happen again, unfortunately. It, it, it can never. It's as close to impossible as anything can be that a team United size can win the Scottish Premier League again. So of course you want to celebrate it. Celebrate it every opportunity you get. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that. I, 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 my point was more because it's forty years. It's really significant. No, it wasn't a throwaway that over the top for that. I think it's forty year, so it's very significant milestone. Yeah. Like if it's, it's, the, it's, it's also important. I think that the, that there's still a large number of the players here because, mm-hmm. like, obviously you, you never know what's going to happen in life. But when we come to celebrate the fiftieth year anniversary. I mean, I, I don't know how to say it. You can what I'm, I'm kind of getting at. Like, it's, is there going to be the same number of players for the team that that we're able to celebrate and to to show love and affection for? So, ah, it's it was, it was a it was a great occasion for the guys. I'm sure they all loved it. Uh, but me personally, seeing Loggy coming out, holy Christ, it's near Gideon. <laughs> and uh, even see just Heggy with that trophy above his head uh, coming out. Heg, Heggy's just a he's just a hero. Uh, he really is. He's he's always got his teammates back. Yeah, he, uh, he kind of downplays his end role a lot of the time. Mm. He, uh, it's which is unbelievable. I mean, what, what a man! <laughs> it's, he's as it's, it's mental. Like it's, but that's just the way he is. Uh, I don't think it's it's no false. He's no putting it on. That I think that's just the way he is. He's it's the way he's brought up. It's probably the way he brings his his end kids up over the years. But he's. He's just an absolute hero. The, the more that like we obviously met him and got to speak to him for a podcast uh, episode, but I've met him a couple of times since, and he, he really is as, as as nice as you could imagine. He, yeah, he, re- he really, really is. And that was just class. There's a really good photo actually. I, I saw it last night on Twitter on uh, United's uh, Twitter page of the the team 
in front of the Eddie Thompson stand and the tro- it's kind of similar to the one taken back yeah. in the day but I think that, that's a, just a brilliant brilliant image and yeah it was great it, it's great to, to see these things and obviously there's been a lot of obviously the whole weekend's been dedicated to them and obviously Smile starts this week which is obviously a little bit of a different look but you know again very poignant and it's 40 years since that Smile's back and for the role that Jim played and obviously we are there on Wednesday night um, for the Foundation's Gala night um, again with some of the legends you know Hamish will be there Morris will be there Heggie will be there the goalie will be there uh, the Willie, Major the Major will be there and can't, can't wait to see the Major again and, um, <laughs> he'll, he'll probably not remember where we are <laughs> but can't wait Nature. to see him and Willie Pettigrew as well we've never met and obviously was a massive part in the um, the League Cup wins which is yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and he, he was I'm pretty sure and I think I'm right in saying this he was like one of the very first honorary members for the foundation yeah Willie yeah. Pettigrew yeah, yeah that's was. probably why he's there that's probably why he's hmm. a part of it yeah so that's going to be uh, fun but it was just brilliant to see uh, that yesterday and um, and obviously the, the leading up to the game as well and when team selections come out yesterday I think there was a lot of surprised eyes going hmm this might be a bit of a different take on yeah. things and that's certainly how it how it panned out it was a we were going for a 4-3-3 and uh you know, I thought I was actually okay with the team given what what tools are at the expense at the moment. Obviously, Kai Fotheringham was a big, big surprise, and I was there was a lot of comments flying back of people saying, "Oh, that's got to justify him coming back," and what's he playing for and all this. And I actually messaged you just to double check, but he had come back injured, and then he was cup tied last week, which is probably why no. we haven't seen yeah, him so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, that that was my understanding. He had a wee a knock when he came back. Uh, and then obviously he couldn't have, he couldn't play in the cup. So like nobody bitched about it more than than I did last week when I when I had a bit of a rant, which I'll try not to do today because <laughs> it's not a great look. But nobody bitched about it more than me when I says, look, whatever we are doing is not working. You had to change something. So in that respect, fair play. You know, hats off. We did change something. <laughs> like we'll, we'll get to the end of that and we'll ultimately say it didn't work but like we had to change something and Kai coming in maybe a lot of boys might not care anything about him they might be thinking Christ almighty like, we're doing to the bare bones and like in many ways like we are yeah but like he's a good player yeah, he, uh, good. he was he was he was a very good player in League 2 and like obviously I'm, that does not always equate to the fact that you're going to be a very good player or even a good player in, in the Premier but uh, he was probably there if not on merit then out of necessity because obviously Middleton has picked up an injury uh, we don't know exactly the extent of that but we we're led to believe it's yet another hamstring injury mm-hmm. which is uh, it's it's a bit worrying like I know that the managers come out and said well we're looking into everything that they're doing but that's that to ages. Like uh, it's amazing that uh, there's been so many of these injuries in such a short same space, short window. Yeah, but I, I've said to you for weeks, Ronnie. I don't think that they're fit. So in a way, I mean, they're looking at everything, and they might come back and say, "All oh, right, you boys are travelling X amount of time in the car each day to and from training, and that's maybe contributing." I just, I just think they're no, they're no as fit as they need to be. But, but I'm based on that. I'm no, no sports scientist. I'm just a. Is that you based on your fitness levels? Is that what we're. 
oh, my, 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 I couldn't tear a hamstring. My hamstring is under long enough to tear. Like, there's, there's nothing fit about me at all. Uh, but no, but I just think, like, from from watching the games, like, they, they didn't look fit. They haven't looked fit the last however many months. And then we'll go and get these injuries that are not impact injuries. That's the thing. It's not like people are getting half the challenges and you're like, ah. And they're picking these things up in training and in games when they're probably, like, Paul, he, he wasn't meant to start that game. He started, he was, he was good. He was really good against Hearts. He's probably fatigued. He's just went a wee bit too much. Boom, Armstrong's gone. And I seen him limping up the street yesterday. So, Christ knows if, if he'll ever be back. He's back in training. Is that right? Ah, well, he was limping up the street yesterday. <laughs> maybe I'd have stayed on his shoe or something. Is that his bollock? It might have just been put. Ah, maybe that's just I'm, the way he works. I'm positive I was telling you yesterday he's back in training. And Ian Harks is no far million miles away either. But yeah. they're not sure about middle. And then obviously Archie's had his operation. Um, he's done for the season, undoubtedly. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't here, so it wasn't done here, but still incredible to have so many injuries in so, uh, such a short uh, space of time. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like you say, the team, you know, something had to be done. It mm-hmm. clearly wasn't working, and that was implemented by going with a 4 3 3. And let's say on paper, I was like, yeah, fine, crack on, let's, let's go for it. And yeah. I thought we actually started the game okay. Again, I said this last week and I wasn't going over the top of it, but I thought we were okay. And then there are a couple of chances early where the ball went right across the goal and I thought, that's a wee bit of a, a, wee bit of a wake up sign. Wake up sign there. We need to switch on there. And obviously Stephen Fletcher a couple of attempts, but nothing major, major to start with. And then, out in a place, we go a goal down and yet again, we are the masters of our own downfall. And that's uh, this is only the first goal I'm talking about yesterday. But there's yeah. so many times. Maybe he intercepts it from midfield. We don't close it through. Maybe he stops across. It's in. And then there's two things here. Liam Smith's not close enough to his man, right? Million miles. There's five United players in that box. And there's Stevie. Man, and one of them. Right? Yeah. And I don't think the goalie covers himself in glory either, right? Nope. And now, I'm not saying it's a howler, but it's positioning's no great right but I still think he should still save it I still uh, Liam Smith then throws his hands out towards him I thought that was hilarious I'm thinking but like we've 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 kind of touched on that before maybe a wee bit in jest they clearly didn't get on no Nature. like just just looking for the, for the outside in they didn't get on and we'll get we'll get on to that when the second goal occurs as well I'll say a couple of things about that but that isn't a surprise that's I mean as you say, we didn't cut the bow out for the midfield. Mm. So it gets to the wing. And of course, of course we allow a cross to come into the box <laughs> because that's 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 what we do. We don't stop crosses. What's the point? Especially when we've got five players in the box and only one of them and it's Stevie Mate. But that's fine. We'll deal with that. And then Liam Smith half closes him down and turns his back. Turns his back. And then, like, ah, oh, that wasn't bad enough. At the time, Rondo, I'm watching it and that, and I turns to my old man and said, that went right in the middle of the goal. And the keeper was at full stretch. Mm-hmm. He was probably so, on his post. Because it's happened that quick, I thought, I wonder if he if he was on his post or not. <laughs> but even if he is on his post, Ron, how has it took him? Well, I was waiting how it took him so long to get there. He doesn't get there. I don't know. I'm no goalkeeper. I, I, I don't care if it's maybe because he's anticipating. <laughs> What is he anticipating actually? If there's only one guy in the box for them, what is he? The boy's not going to shoot for the cross. Like he's 
Kevin Gallagher wasn't playing. Nobody's going to slough that ball into the far top corner. I don't know what, what the goalie was doing at the first goal. I don't understand how it's... But he's the last line. Then I get me again. Like I, we'll probably throw him under the bus a wee bit further down the road when we speak about this again. But I'm not throwing him under the bus here because he was the last line or a series of errors, a series of things that should have been prevented. But how it's how it's went in the middle of the net, I will never, yeah. I'll never know. And I've seen it back. I just I don't know if his weight's on the wrong foot and he just kind of transfer it if his feet aren't quick enough, kind of get doing quick enough. I don't can, but it was an absolutely dreadful goal to concede. Yeah, and, and it's par for the course. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, in that in the thirty minutes leading up to that thirty-first minute goal, you know, Stephen Fletcher had a couple of chances, Beach, Fotheringham, and then apart they've had a couple of crosses that have went across the goal, whatever. But then that's just the ultimate of the sucker punch. But at the same time, not unexpected. No, just no. And I'll be honest with you. I thought that was it. I thought, well, we're done. Mm. Because we didn't come back. No, we, we, we never come back. I was speaking about it at half time. Like well, me and Martin, he came up and had a blether with us. And I was like, well, we've, we've not been very good again. Like they, neither have they. Uh but yet again we find ourselves a goal doing, and I just didn't see we're getting anything out of this because we just never come back. Mm-hmm. And then obviously from from what started with you know, an amazing buzz before the game, lots of cheering, clapping, singing, and everything that. It was notably the opposite at half time. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think it was as bad as I th- like before the game. I was thinking, you know, you, you, you kind of sense it, don't you? Like things that it's no a happy place. Like as a fan, probably as a player, it's no the happiest place. The fact that boys don't appear to be getting on. But there's some games where you think, it's going to take here is a one goal and this crowd could turn on their own team mm-hmm. and then uh, but I, I didn't think that happened like there was uh, there was obviously there was a wee bit of booing at half time in that but yeah. well it's got to be no, you're no, getting beat and it's no being of great, course you know. of course but it wasn't a, and it was frustrating it wasn't as well how many how many times a boy's going to hit, put their hand in their pocket to pay for a ticket to see us knock the bar backwards 80% of the time. How, how, ma- how many times are we going to think that's the way to do it? How many times are we going to allow the opposition to get the hell team behind the bar before we start thinking, oh, can what? That's right, the aim of this game is to actually move forward and score a goal. Don't just keep the bar at the back. That People are just frustrated, annoyed, angry, bored, because what we're watching is crap. It's absolutely crap. And we had a couple of chances. They had a couple of chances, but you've, we've got, you've got to show mayor. You've got to show mayor on the bottom of the league. Bottom of the league. You've, you've got to you've got to out you've got to out fight your opponent. Where we are, you've got to win every battle. And we were just we're just not doing that. But half time came anyway. I was a defeatist. Martin was angry. What were you thinking? What did you think the changes, if any, were going to be made or do you think that we would get at it second half? I'm not really sure. Any, any game you watch now with United, you just don't know. Like, I got to half time, and it, again, for the, for the first half hour, I was, I was, I was actually all right with things. And because I, d- I don't think we ever, I mean, we were never going to go in there for, for, I mean, you did say the line, we'll never score four in a game. But 
when we're ruining <laughs> chances and for the amount of the ball we had, we just for all, for all the possession we have, we didn't really do anything weird. Like no. in the final third, I mean, I could say for both teams for a lot of it. In the final third, it was it wasn't great, but just that final pass is not good enough. We wait too long to play a pass. We overhit a pass, and like there's a it's a lot of frustrating things that are happening. And like let's say just that we were talking about when I saw that it was a four three three and it was a different approach. I thought good on you, like because it's mm. someone's had to give, and whether it's been forced because. Um, everything that's happened or you know because you're not sure what bat three to play I mean when it was going it's a second I'm skimming over a wee bit here but as it went into the second half and I think they uh, we equalise it's about like 10 minutes to go or whatever so obviously we, we, the, the running joke of the hour mark is the substitution we couldn't make that sub because they were both on the park but as I sort of crept around that and I, I see myself looking at the team sheet and I was going not really sure what happens here, and the only thing I could, uh, I came up with was maybe we need to refer here to a three at the back. But see the two, see if you hit two wing backs, whether you bring Niskan or on just to get up the part with Beach or Freeman or whatever. I don't want them defending. I would rather go for it and get back two 0 here than just Miku. That's how I was feeling at that point. It was about sixty six five minutes. I thought if I go that. And you put three defenders on, but your wing backs play high, and we might have five up and whatever. And that that's kind of where I was at because I was looking at the bench and I was generally going, I'm not sure what you do here. Like yeah. I'm generally yeah. not sure. And but, I was convinced the first change was going to be Kai Fotheringham, right? I was just convinced. And I and he was because he was really good. And I did think <laughs> Exactly. Fair. Is that why you were convinced? Well, but I'm, you're saying that and I'm shaking my head, but the reason for that is because I, th- I, I thought similar. I thought the easy sub here for, for the manager is to tap the young lad yes. here. Yeah. But that would be the wrong sub. Yes. Because he's causing their right back a wee bit of bother yeah. here. Yeah. You can't you can't be tacking him off. That, yeah. that was my thoughts. And he probably it. made so, the right sub with Jamie McGrath. It just could have been a bit earlier because I thought I thought the second half he just never got involved. And my, again, uh, again, there's an argument you could take a midfielder off, but if you're really changing things, but I could see the reasoning yesterday. You know, to have Jum in there sitting and let the other two do a lot of the running and movement and all that kind of stuff. And but as I went on again, it's just looking at the bench going. Right, Anaku's clearly got nudes of somebody on their phone because he kind of got on. Um, you know, you're looking like, well, Thompson's probably not going to come on, right? Why are you getting on? Freeman probably doesn't need to come on unless, again, there's a major change. Ross Graham's probably not going to come on unless there's a major change. I'm thinking, what have I got? And then we're yeah, like, but I, I, thought, I, thought, um, I thought McGrath was the right change yesterday, certainly. Um, and other than that, I'm not really sure, unless you're going, like I say, going for it, I'm not mm. sure what other changes you. You can make no, but like we we were in a position where we had to go for it mm. when you yeah. the the time that you're talking about yeah. sixty odd minutes, like we, like we, I, th- I thought I thought Levitt was it was a game of two halves for him. I didn't think he was very good first half. I thought second half he improved, but I didn't care if that was because he he was playing a wee bit further forward. But he just seemed to be getting in areas that were more suited to his skill set. Yeah. rather than having to, having to be deep in defending and getting tackles in, which he's no capable the, of being. The thing I thought about Levitt in the first half yesterday was he'd he, he done a lot of stuff with a ball, but it wasn't like the killer ball he was playing. Ken, it was these wee passes here and there, tidy on the ball, whatever. But there wasn't that killer ball. There's no ball penetration or, there, and everything aye. goes like five, ten years back or, side, or sideways. It's, second half, I think he, he did... He did 
where they changed his role and Sybil was like a fucking bulldog in a china shop at times and I quite yeah. liked that but again yeah, I thought I thought June was a wee bit off it yesterday I thought he looked a dollar short and a day late a lot of the time when he was trying to get to tackles and challenges well but, I think he think looked like a player on the plate mm, yeah for a couple of weeks yeah he, again, it was not his best game again you had these wee bits in the game that he done stuff neat and tidy he broke up play done this and then he would he wouldn't have found a man five years ago you know, yeah, and he was up against the boy, the number thirty-four for St Johnston, right? And I seen, can I do a seed? Somebody had put a message, uh, put someone on Twitter or whatever, saying we need to watch him. He's a really good player. I think he's hopeless at thirty-four. I think he's hopeless, right? I really like the boy eighteen, the boy McPherson. He's got loads of energy about him, and he was causing a lot of problems because of that movement. I think because when you seen Sybold and Leva a wee bit further up, the kind of movement they then go to on one and June, and I think that's made it go right. What we're doing here? Is somebody going to help? Whereas the other three at the back, you've got that help sometimes. But then it was a bit when June was also up, done a wee pirouette, fell on his arse, and I was like, "Oh, here's a break!" And they just broke on us. It's like five yeah. on four or something at one point. Obviously, they made an yeah. arse which was fine. But yeah, it was just one of them. I mean, yeah, change that and go for something different. Tick, yeah, fine. Probably played the strongest team, probably in terms of what's available. Ken Fotheram was was the surprise in there, but I'm glad because I think he done himself. I think for eighty yeah, five minutes he was really good. If, if you're if if we go into next week's match with the same pool of players, then he's got to start. Yeah, huge. He, he's 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 done enough to keep his place, well, in my opinion. Like, and again, this is no I'm no talking these players down, but he done more yesterday than what we've seen. Faye, Kujo, Niskanen. So that, I mean, so that's not yep. much of a chance, right? I'll give you yep. that. But no, but he has 100%. McLeod, he has. he's done well. I just yep. think he, 100%. he's no, we were in a conversation about it as a game because there was obviously a lot of breaks in play because okay, they love Len on the deck. But um, there was a couple of bits you actually, you, you looked at Fotheram and you looked at Kat and, and you thought, he's no blessed with loads of pace, but he's got enough to no. get a get away from a man and get a ball in. Yeah. And he's, listen, I think he's quick. I think he's quick over the first couple of yards, which yeah. is all you need to get listen, past. There was a couple of times he maybe put a cross and didn't go, but I just loved that what he was trying he to tried do. It. Positive, he and tried it. I thought him and to be fair, I thought him and um, a, a BH had a really good understand. There was a couple of times he played a pass in to BH's right foot, no, his left foot, but that thing will come. Like, and I just thought that was good. Whereas on the other side, it was like Liam Smith and Jamie McGrath just met because yeah. it was. You, know, you would, I mean, I'm up with that. Maybe listening to me, like, until I said it was Ross County you were playing. But um, I, would, I was screaming at, like, Smith to go beyond them or McGrath go inside. And it's like there just wasn't that understand. It was a bit of an off day, but it's up there. There was a couple of bit. Yeah, I was, I liked what I seen Faith Fotheram. I thought Fletcher again knocks his pan in, but then ends up starting just hitting the boy and hitting the bat and AD because there's nobody around him. And it was just. But again, one 0 down, I was disappointed, and I know you said, "Well, that's it, that we're goose." But I, I was very much the opinion, and we're not out of this yet because we're, we've, there's a lot going for a while. You being in front of goal, but this is the problem. Like we dominate possession. I we did, but it doesn't matter. There's only one start of Mars. It's it doesn't matter. Like, like but, yeah, but we're, we're, we're like, can you get? Stats and you get these heat maps in a hand. Your oh. heat map must be in with in half. It must be in uh, we the, the mist that we hear the bar must be in with in half because I would days pass it backwards. 
and I said it last week, Ahan's got to go through Mulgrew. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't know why. There's a there's obviously a game going on right now, right? It's nearly finished, and Motherwell beating Hearts two 0 right? So that that's the score. What's the possession? Hearts have had sixty six percent. Because come on, doesn't so, matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Are you changing your tune on this then? Because you used to be a great believer. Of, Ronnie Guardiola. Of what? Listen, there's only one start that matters. Like, as soon as you... If you, if, if you start throwing XG at us, you can get in the bin. Like, I will, <laughs> I will purposely kick you out of the bridge. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, that, that shite can get in the bin. Like, there's, there's just... You can as much again, it's that game right now, which is obviously brilliant for us this week, but that just shows you like a means bugger all. Like they've both had the same amount of shots, they've both had the same shots on target, but guess what? The two matter that are uh, that are then in the scoreboard that are gonna put six points out of six this week for Motherwell on you know and, and drag them in ninth. Like yep. I mean there was level with us on Wednesday at 7.44. We four-team leagues first on a, a three-team three team league. league. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, again, got to half-time. Not really sure what you can change. Coming to the second half, we need to keep going. I, again, I thought Lever got better into the game. I thought we were, we were, <laughs> we were trying to trying to do things. But we just, again, we, we fail to make possession count. We fail to make pressure count. We fail to, you have a killer final ball. We we lack real penetration in the final third. And, you know, there was, I, I, I think, I want to say the boy Matthews had about one save to make. Mm. If that, the boy Phillips has a, a clearance pretty much after goal line, you know, um, which have maybe got a difference. And then obviously there's a, does I I think about well, just I think Lever just got fed up and just thought I'm just hitting this because he should have hit he it did, earlier he when he tried to play Fletcher in. I thought he should have hit it then. Yes, now, you were yeah. behind it. How good was yeah. it? Oh, it was in all the way. Mm. It was in all the way, but it was a. It looked like a pass. Oh, just he just he just passes it into the net for about what thirty yards. Mm. He just caresses it, passes it right into the bottom corner, and as soon as it left his foot, you'd, I just can't. The keeper's not getting that, but I didn't. Uh, was no jumping about for me. I was still pissed off I just sat in my seat wee man but broke my neck jumping on us but well no and, I, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't uh, I didn't go berserk because if, uh, if that's you in the, the if that's you in the 81st minute yes how were you in the 82nd minute now apoplectic I, I will just paint the picture for you of what happened in that wee window right please do so Dylan, Le- Dylan Levitt picks the ball and thinks, fuck us, I'm going to go here. Bang, buzz in the net, press the button, tune comes on, fucking high fives up in the gun, right? Get it ruined your fair marks of this. Goal score if you're in the night, Dylan Levitt. Yes, fucking brilliant. Back on. Music fades out. What then happens is I go to my clipboard and I fill in the detail. Just for myself, I was... I, I, I believe, I think this conversation happened before we had a record, Paul. A lot's went on in half an hour. But I keep all my team sheets that I've got on my scribbles for the season. Not no for any particular reason. I just keep them for the season, right? So in there, it's just got loads of scribbles. It's usually a greasy mark after half time where my pie's been and stuff like that. And my scribble the score doing, man, man, all that stuff. So I'm writing in, you know, Dylan Lev a goal, marking a goal next to his name, give myself a wee asterisk next to United, or a wee uh, line next to United. That's one all. That's when I gave Ross County a goal because I'd put that and didn't chop it off and VAR got involved that week. <laughs> uh, so I was doing all that, right? 
I then looked up and a split second, and I mean split second, like this is when I looked up. I looked up as Stevie May was putting in a slide toggle and the next minute, the next minute, nah, the next ball here was in the back of the net. <laughs> and I actually had to turn and go, what the fuck just happened there? <laughs> and uh, the guy operates nice. the VAR, or the VAR screen says to me, he, he, no, he, he didn't laugh, right? But he went, oh, come on. I says, i never seen it. Like, I generally, what's happened there? And he says, and then the, they're celebrating at this point, right? He says, the bar goes to there. He passed the back and then he tackled him. I was like, nah, there's no way that's happened. And obviously, that's exactly what happened. So that was my win. So I never see, until <clears throat> everyone told me what happened, it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe the bag of five or something, that I actually seen it. I was like, wow. I mean, wow. I mean, talk us through how you seen it. Well, well they, they obviously re- retake the start. They come down the park, the bar goes out. And so what actually happened with the restart? Did they just punt it? Cannot, I can't, honestly, I can't uh, mind okay. because... I, Minor I detail. I lost my shit. So the bar goes out anyway, and then there's 12 bars thrown on the park because Scott McMahon throws a bar on and a ball boy throws the bar because we've just scored. We're in the ascendancy. St Johnston are looking a wee bit creakier than they were two minutes previous. Chucks in the bars back off. And for some reason, rather than just humph it up the park, Charlie Mulgrew asks for the bar. Now, should he ask for the bar? No, in my opinion. But we said it last week. It's in the contract. Every move's got to start with Charlie Mulgrew. I don't think the keeper should have played it to Charlie Mulgrew because Charlie Mulgrew doesn't... He, boy, he maybe doesn't account how many men are around him. The keeper can see the hell picture. But anyway, he's played it to Mulgrew. What has then played it straight back to the keeper in the area of the goal frame on his wrong foot. So shouldn't he have passed it to Mulgrew? Absolutely shouldn't he have passed it back to the keeper. But that's fine because like, it, it's not the Keystone Cops that we've employed here. It's it's an international goalie and an international defender. They can that they've put each other under pressure and just a humph it into the Jerry Kerr stand. But for some reason, Burgetti does neither. He ta- I, I don't know. I, I joked on Twitter today, I've watched it back a, a ton of times and I kind of come up to, I kind of come to a conclusion as to what he was thinking. I've, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Does he think he's not allowed to get tackled? Does he not see Stevie May? Does he think... Oh, but I'll just retake the, the goal. I don't care what he's thinking. Because you also, he looks as if he's trying to pass it to the side. There's no the other side. So is he taking his time to put it out for a throw? None of it makes any sense to me. It's the howler of all howlers. And I, I was halfway down the stairs. Like I, like I can't, I was like, for fuck's sake, Charlie, what are you doing? You shouldn't have been passing it back there. On In, in line with the goal itself, that's one... But the, it's I kind of defend any better, eh? I've no Mulgrew should can better. I've and not, the keeper. I've not what? seen a clip that that shows Mulgrew asking for it, but I've only seen it for him sort of passing it. If you get what I mean. So the what? Aye, the clip I've seen is Barry Barry plays it, Tom, and then it I don't care if you see a clip with him asking for ah, it. Right, but okay. I'm watching it. I'm seeing it with my own people. Uh, like and again. Like when I watched the back, 
I think Mulgrew's got enough time he could just let the bar run past him. Because there's two boys either side of him, right? But the back could run past him, he can go, right? Fair enough. So that's one thing he could do. He plays the bar back, right? He plays on the boys' rank foot. Fair enough. Whatever, right? But I think he's got enough time to tie a touch. And if he needs to knock it out for a throw-in, just knock it out for a throw-in. Because yeah. I just didn't... And he kind of... He doesn't do anything. I can't fathom. He doesn't do anything. I can't fathom that he doesn't see Stevie May. No, he must. Like he's got he must that. see him. He got that. Like he can't know. He's, he's a wee hairy ogre that sleeps under a bridge. He pro if you can't see him, you smell him. Like you can, he's there. How has he no been aware of it? And if he is aware of it, like we're joking, how is he? He is, he's, he's clearly been aware of it. He must have seen Stevie May. What is he doing? It's just funny he's about me the bar on his goal line. Not even like to the side of the goal or nothing, which would have been bad enough. He does it on his goal line. Stevie May will never score an easier goal. But I get he'd have been as well just letting the pass back in. Hmm. And then he, would have, he wouldn't have got injured. It was madness. Absolute madness. I, I, honestly, that... For about 30 seconds, that's the angriest I've been for a long time. I was halfway doing it. If I could have got over the wall, somebody was getting headed. I probably wouldn't have been Stevie May. And that's saying something. I don't know. I'll never understand what, what he was thinking, what he was doing. And I can, boys, don't like him, don't rate him. I hope it's not a bad injury. If it's an injury, I really don't can. At the time, if I'm being totally honest, because I do like being honest on this, I was a bit sceptical. I was thinking, he is going off with a red fist here. However, having seen it back in a replay, he does land half awkwardly looking on his shoulder. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know. I'm clearly no on the inside, Ken, and what's wrong with him. I hope he's no injured for his end's sake. But uh, something else that was telling, and we touched on it earlier, how many teammates came out to see if he was all right? Then. And then they just they just stood and stared at him as if to say, "Here we go again." It, it was it's inexcusable. Like if and something that crossed my mind in a, around about the eighty seventh minute when I was starting to cool down was that's the sort of shit that happens to teams that get relegated. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that's St. Johnson have beat us today, and we've gifted them two goals, and like they, they didn't play great. We didn't play great, granted. But the year that we went down, there was games where we lost 1-0 or 2-1 because we gifted goals to teams. And, I mean, <laughs> that end was gift-wrapped. I mean, there was a big fucking bow on that end. Unbelievable that we just that we concede a goal like that. Top, see, I, I like women's football, okay? I can a lot of people done it. See if something like that happens in the women's football and then it goes on social media. You got loads of guys saying, look at this, look at the amateur. What they can't even play football. What are they didn't play football. This is an international goalkeeper. This man is picking up a wage at our club. And he does that. I'll I'll never for the life of me understand what he was thinking. I'd love him to tell her. Like I just it, it's no like it's no like the pass, right? For Mulgrew has been sprinted down and it's like Bahir territory to clear it. Like he's had yeah. time to Yeah, but he touch. should but he shouldn't have passed it back. No, he shouldn't. And have. if he does if he does pass it back, Rondo, 
He didn't pass it back on his wrong foot. Didn't pass it back on the goal. No, so 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 it shouldn't that shouldn't have happened. He should can better. He's met, he's a coach. Yeah, he's our coach. Yeah, he should can better. But that doesn't excuse Baragetti doing what he done. <laughs> but like we're both looking at each other, Shaq, and we're hit here because I don't know what else to add to it. Anybody that's seen it will will be of the. If you're a United fan, you'll just be angry and shaking your head. If you're no United fan, you'll be howling at it. Because oh, it'll be hilarious to you. Absolutely pushing your pants. Unreal. Um, Unreal. The thing is, is I was looking at uh, like the fixture in general as well. Like, I mean, I mean, there's a St. Johnson team that had, had won one in ten or something like that going into it. Mm-hmm. You know, you think we're yeah. not, I mean, we're on a terrible run, but you know. And then you look at uh, the the last. Like we've no beat St Johnston at Tandice in like umpteen year. Like it, it seems huh? it's, it's a really long it's unbelievable, time. Unbelievable, eh? right? I think it's two, 2014, I think it was. Uh, nine year. Yeah. Do you know that uh, I got the stat yesterday? Dave Hill told me this yesterday, right? In that fixture, Dundee United versus St Johnston. Do you know the home team hasn't won that game since 2015? Well, it's been four years where we've not played, I suppose. But so that's so. But that's still thirteen matches. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pathetic. (laughs) That's the only word I can muster up. It's pathetic. Yeah, and that's (laughs) another two-one defeat. When again, back in uh, October, I'm pretty sure what I remember is we gifted them the two goals that day, now. Yeah. Yeah, we're just what we do. That's when we're trying to play Stevie Stevie May outrun Abdi that day for the halfway line. He did. We're that's trying to play him offside. That's exactly what happened. That and he was in his in half. Huh? Uh, it was just it's just uh, the, the the I don't know if we've run our black cats or something last season, but we we're no we're not in a good place. We really are not no. as a team, as a club. Uh, <laughs> I really I don't know. We we try to put a positive spin on some things. I don't know how. No, I don't know how to put a positive spin on what we've seen the last month and a bit, or last season, I suppose. If you want to be really critical, but the last month and a bit, uh, I, I just I don't know what to say, Rondo. I really don't. Know. We are losing the plot. Well, that's you know one one and eight. So uh, one one is mm-hmm. one one and seven in the league. Yep. And about five defeats. Yeah. Because we drew we drew it up, so it's five five defeats and seven in the league, basically. Yeah. Yep. That's, that, that, that's a better way of reading that stuff. That's for this calendar year, for the start of January. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Beats in Johnston, second of January. Yeah. And now with the Hibs game, I don't think we've there's not been any games that we've that I've thought, ah, again, we, we should have won that. No. Like we we're I'm not saying Maybe we shouldn't have, you didn't deserve to lose yesterday, but you probably didn't deserve to win it either. And it doesn't even matter what you deserve. End of the day. How many times did they put the ball in the pocket? How many times did we do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think that obviously we were, we'd said that, well, we've been over this a few times about improvement, improvement, improvement. But when we come back, there was an improvement because we had, I, I sound like a broken record because it was seven points for nine. But since then, it's just reverted back to needing about the 10 normal. touches across the back of the defence. And yeah. I mean, again, yesterday when I seen the team and I see the lineup, I thought, good, good on you. Like, it, it, I mean, we could have done with this a few games ago, but good on you. 
And yeah. we again have been the masters of our own downfall. Mm-hmm. Didn't they do enough for the first goal? And then the second goal is an absolute clusterfuck. Yeah, it's an abomination. Not, not all of what happens is on the manager. Like, a lot of it is, undoubtedly. A lot of it is. It's, again, when you, his comments after it saying, if we keep putting these performances in, we'll be all right. How? <laughs> I mean, how is that? We've lost five in a row. I, I, I know, I know. And that, that's what I'm getting at. So, like, <laughs> in my opinion, he's still kidding himself on if he thinks that these performances are good enough. Like, they're miles away from being good enough. Uh, but he, he kind of, what, what can he influence about? But I get it, Dan, what you've done at that second goal. Mm-hmm. That, as much as, as people want to blame Liam Fox and <laughs> Christ, even even Tony Asker, like you can maybe blame him for signing him. But like, that, what are you meant to do about a keeper that does that at the second goal? What what can you do? And now, like I, I hope he's no injured for his end sake, because it doesn't really. If he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, hey ho. Because he's one one thing I'll say is since. Since Ericsson went out on loan, and again, no saying Ericsson was a particularly good keeper, but I get his form has just fell off a cliff. He's just, I don't know if it's because he feels he's got no competition. Uh, it would touch something drastic for him not to be in the team. I don't know what it is, but there's, like, he's he's back to the, the way he was at the start of the season when he, he was not in particularly good form. And he's, he's conf- his confidence must be shot after yesterday. Because mines is in him, like the, and now we're left with Jack Newman, and uh, uh, who's the other goalies at the club that we've got? Rory Adams, who's actually injured just now, but hopefully only for an hour week. And then, and then you're right down to the academy lads. You're in, uh, I think it's Jamie McCabe, and then the fourth choice keeper is my sister. Like that, that's the <laughs> predicament that that's that's what we've got ourselves into. How, is anybody comfortable fighting relegation with that back line? And that's not even a slight on these goalies, but like they're all young. They're all... Jack, Jack Newman looks like a man, like he, he's a big unit or a guy. But when I close my eyes at night, I still see that goalie shipped to Swansea. Like it's, and hopefully that was an aberration. Hopefully that was a one-off, but it's, it's hard to hear any sort of a lot of boys last night got to help keep the faith but then again like, it's blind faith at this point if we're keeping anything it's blind faith because what we're seeing and, and the way things are shaping up for what it's very very difficult to see a positive outcome and yeah. it's like, uh, I'm, I'm as angry as I am as I was last week but what's, what's the point in shouting about it it's we've got ourselves into this predicament like it's it's no doing a bad luck no, and that's the thing as well. You know, if, uh, I mean, I don't know how. You know, you, you, we we do some nice bits yesterday. We have a lot of the ball, blah, 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 blah. blah. But at the end of the day, yep. we're not putting the band in it. You know, at the end I, of the day, bit. if the full time whistle went yesterday when I went 1 0, one all, I'd have probably took it and moved on and try to build on that because at least it's a positive. But what's positive <sighs> about losing five in a row? Losing. Uh, none. There you go. None. That's what's positive about it. If you throw the cup in there, that's five in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing positive about it. But uh, but at the same time, like I, I get in life there's people that look on things 
glass half full and there's people that look on things glass half empty like I get that and you don't know what, what good would it be if, if Liam Fox was in the changing room Monday to Friday when they're at training telling them ah, well that's us we're doing like that, that you don't know you don't want that for the manager be so he's only he's only saying what he probably does he believe it who knows uh, and, and he's just saying what you what you expect him to say but like what we're watching it's I think I can. It's it's uh, it's a difficult position to get out of. I would suggest, considering the tools that we've now been left with, and the, the lack of confidence in the team. There's clearly fractures in that squad, regardless of what they'll say. Like boys, the injury list, uh, the lack injury of list. Uh, yeah, it's it's poor. I'm still waiting on a Stephen Fletcher injury. That's bound to happen. That's bound to happen. I would. I would very much, uh, I mean, they'll obviously have to, depend on how bad it is, because it is a suspected fractured collarbone, from what I heard, but, you know... You, you would, if, if it is, that's him for the season, you would you would think. And then we, you you mentioned it before, you said, well, we'll just say to bring in like an emergency loan keeper, which, and, and now I, I don't know how that works, because we've got a, a loan, we've got a keeper out on loan. Mm-hmm. Like, and you might not rate him and whatever, he's an international goalkeeper. Right. So does that stop us from bringing somebody in if we've actually got somebody that we could recall? I, I, I don't know what the rule is. I've no idea what the rule is. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, again, if, if that would, they would need to go into the, the free agent market. <laughs> and uh, Listen, it's no maybe, thing on Jack maybe. Newman, but there's you still need somebody else. We said, we said that as soon as Ericsson went out. Uh, I definitely said it. You were not worried, you prick. <laughs> I said, I'm concerned that we have left ourselves short. And as you say, like with Jack Newman being being the guy, by default, like what if he gets injured now? Like we're joking about it, but Fiona might get a phone call. It's ridiculous. Could you imagine? It's absolutely ridiculous that we've, we've got this, we've gotten to this position. That's... <sighs> yeah, it's... I say, I just, I wish somebody would just score like a 35 year screaming against me. Because every week it's, oh, it we need to do this better, we need to do that better, we need to do this. I would just done it. Do you when you think of the last few seasons when we had Benji, how many times, like at the end of the seasons, you could probably look and think, he probably earned us about 10, 12 points that season, like on his own, with great performances. That has completely turned on its head this season. We are looking at our keeper thinking, Christ almighty, he has probably cost us 10 or 12 points this season. It's a massive difference. Massive difference. But somebody looked at this boy and thought he was good enough. Brought him out of the way over for the other side of the world. And he does not look like he's any good. It's, uh, it certainly doesn't help things when you've not got luck when you're bottom of the league and then this is what happens it's just so so frustrating what happens next Paul apart from if you want to get a call up this week yeah yeah I'll, I'll, I'll get a text after this just to, to keep our phone on what does happen next Rondo it's who knows who knows I'm I'm very down on our on our chances of getting out of this uh, 
<laughs> how many times have we said this? But how how massive is next week? How massive a game is next week? We cannot lose that game. It cannot be a game we lose. Ideally, you hit win it. And I'm not saying I would take a draw. I, I wouldn't have signed up to take a draw before it, but we can't lose that game. If we, if we go four points behind Ross County, and then we're already, what, is it three behind Kelly? And that's before they play their next game. I don't know who they've got. Motherwell are looking like, because they've signed all these players and they've, they've got rid of the boy that was picking the team and was hopeless, uh, they've started picking up a wee bit. And you know what? They, Motherwell can pick up for a, maybe an hour, a couple of games, and that'll probably see them all right. Motherwell play Kilmarnock next week. So something's got to give. And and you would think Motherwell will win that one now, just because. Where is that game? At Kilmarnock. <sighs> Christ. <laughs> okay, Mother, well. Motherwell have won two, two at home this week. Yeah, and Kilmarnock are, are very good at home. A point. Relatively. A relatively, very. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. We, I, I'm, maybe, I'm maybe changing that. I'm maybe... Mid conversation, I think it's uh, it's a must win. We we hit a, we hit to keep ourselves in the mix. But do I think we're going to do it? I kind of sit here and confidently say yes. I really can. Which is really really poor because they're stinking. Did you see their boys sending off yesterday? Oh, by the way, he got sent off against us as well. Yeah, yeah. But the ref only gave him a yellow card. The ref was looking right at it. Gave him a yellow card. Went out of bar. And he was like, oh, no, he does actually fire into him like a missile. Oh, uh, but that's, I mean, that's, I suppose it's a blow for them because he's hes a tricky player. But uh, uh, the, the one thing is that they'll be up for it. You can, they'll be up for it. They might be limited, but they'll be up for it next week. We've we have got to match them. Bare minimum, we've got to match them. We, we hit a comeback doing that road with three points. Yeah. We cannot lose that game next week. Yeah, it kind of happened, Rondo. It really kind of. It, it just, it really, really kind of happened. It really kind of happened. I think obviously it's a, it's a busy week this week. The chairman's obviously in town. He's got the AGM and supporters groups or whatever. I'm not sure. I'm assuming he's going to be busy, and then he's at Rondo. Yeah, he'll, he'll. I would imagine he'll have a difficult week. He'll have a difficult week. Obviously, everything that's going on off the park, uh, a lot of fan unrest. So a massive disconnect between the club and the fans, the team. Just now, it's and he's like he's came out umpteen times before, and he's he's had a great reception and whatever. And I mean, I'm no, I don't know kind of fans are turning on him. I'm not sure if that's merited yet, uh, but he's he'll he'll have a different experience this time, I would imagine, to the the previous times he's been in the country. Yes, uh, man of the match yesterday. Uh, probably get Fotheringham. Fotheringham, just because. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought Aina looked all right in, in spells. That he's he was he had a good a good bit of aggression about him, but it was controlled. Uh, he had a few sloppy moments as well, which well, let's be honest, probably going to get considering he's only played thirty eight minutes top team football. And there's a lot of pressure on the team that he's, he's coming into. So I thought he'd done all right, but I thought I thought Fotheringham, he he was he was all right. Beach done all right. Didn't stop across, so did he? And I think I, I, I'd say Kai. I think he was the yeah. I think because he tried, like he 
he got the ball, he was brave on it, he tried to beat his man, and as the nature of being a winger, you're not always going to get past the man, but then I can then I stop trying. Yeah. If you've got a wee trick, if you've got a wee bit of pace over the first couple of years, keep going up. Because don't care why you are in football, nobody likes people running at you. Nobody is tricky, especially if you can face them up and square them up in, in or around the box. Because that's when that's when things can happen. So I would imagine he's going to start next week unless his fucking hamstring flies out his leg on Wednesday afternoon or something. Yeah, Which hopefully it does now. Yeah, do your first folks. Hamstrings just fly out of legs. <laughs> right, too good. Uh, no, good, bad, and the ugly. That should be fun. Right. Uh, well, hey ho. Uh, the good this week was, for me, it was the legends on the pitch. Uh, fans of a certain age will have looked on Dewey Eyed as Heggie, Hamish, Holty, Supermo, Kirkwood, Davy Dodds, and Luggy took to the pitch before the game. Uh, and these guys are one of the biggest reasons that we all support United. Whether you lived it or you live it through your, your parents, you know, if they've got you into United because of that. So to see them get a good reception and get the accolades that they all deserve was, was the good for the weekend for me. Uh, the bad, it now looks like we're fighting a relegation battle. And I say fighting, but we're not actually doing much of that. With untried goalkeepers and, like, Christ knows what's going to be the backup. We've already touched on that. Uh, and again, we've touched on it. Part of the bad is since, since Ericsson's went out on loan, I get his forums just absolutely dropped. It's uh, for whatever reason. Uh, there's no such thing as bad luck, uh, but there's bad management in, in this situation that we find ourselves in now. You know, it's it's hard it's hard to think that it isn't a bad management when we've left ourselves so short, especially in such a vital area. And ugly, it's yet another defeat, more self-inflicted wounds, uh, and that second goal in particular. I can't believe that we've had a wee laugh about it today because I'm still absolutely bailing about it, but it was utterly embarrassing. Yes, it really was. Um, let's move on uh, very swiftly onwards as we go to everybody's favourite part of the episode. It is over to Paul for his loan report. The loan report. Declan Glass at Cove Rangers. Cove were at home on Saturday against Arbroath and once more, Deco has been an unused sub. I think that's about the third week in a row that that has been the case. What a waste of time. Chris Mochrie at Dunfermline. A week on from sitting on the bench for the first half against Airdrie before being introduced and helping his side overcome a three-goal deficit. Airdrie were again the opponents, this time though at East End Park. Chris would get the full match this week, but the match itself wasn't nearly as dramatic as last week's. After last week's 4-3 thriller, yesterday's one-all must have felt like a bit of a damp squib. Adam Hutchison, Darren Watson and Finn Robson at Forfar. Match postponed. Leighton Bisland at Peterhead. Leighton would again start his side's match away at Clyde on Saturday, but he couldn't do enough to help his side get the win. He played for 85 minutes before being withdrawn, but Clyde would run out 1-0 winners on the day. Flynn Duffy at Stirling Albion. There were two games for Flynn to get his teeth into this week. First up came a trip to Edinburgh where he'd faced Bonnie Rig Rose. He put in an excellent performance on the left-hand side of the park, linking up well with the teammate in front of him. Incidentally, the new player that Sterling have brought in to replace Guy Fotheringham. He was useful with the ball going forward, winning a penalty at one point, and he also had an acrobatic clearance off the line near the end of the match as his side ran out 2-1 winners on the night. 
onto Saturday and it would be another tough shift for the lad. He would again get the full 90 minutes and it was a bit of a backs-to-the-wall performance as his Stirling side went down to 10 men early in the game, which put Annan in the ascendancy. And what would prove to be an end-to-end encounter, Flynn would more than play his part as his side earned a point on the day with a two-all draw. Rory Adams at Gala Ferry Dean Rovers. Match postponed, but Big Rory wouldn't have played anyway as he is in the concussion protocol after a bang to his head against Trenent about 10 days ago. Jacob Comerford at Cumbernauld Colts. Jacob's Colts were up against the only team in the world that United are capable of beating on Saturday when they headed to play Stirling University. It was to be a seat on the bench all game for Jacob, however, as he was still recovering from a bug that he had picked up through the week. For what it's worth, the uni boys won 2-0. Logan Chalmers at Tranmere Rovers. Once again, Logan has had to do with a bit part role for his loan site as they lost 2-0 at home to Mansfield. Logan got the last half hour, and I'd imagine that Mickey Mellon's coat must now be on the shugliest of shugly pegs. Carl Johan Eriksson at that Danish team. Unfortunately for us, Eriksson's side didn't actually get back into action until today as we are recording this episode, so I can't tell you if he got a game or not. Next week, though, I'll get back to you on all of that, and his side's next game is actually next Friday. So I'll have an update for you all on that. The women's team. The ladies are off to Methyl to play East Fife in a friendly today, as we are recording this, but there will be a wee report on it next week, as it doesn't really matter, Rondo. They should be back in league action next week when they travel through to Edinburgh to face Spartans. Great. Now, player of, player of the match in that friendly? Uh, oof. I'm going to suggest they're not going to be under that much pressure in that game. So I'm going to go deadly Danny McGinley. She's probably going to score four goals and they'll comfortably win. Unless their daft manager plays some sort of daft managerial formation that only daft managers can about and think work. Double tens. Triple sixes. We need a double goalie. You mean that? That's what we need, double goalie. Double goalie, six at the back, ten up front. We might even get a shot on target. (laughs) Uh, This coming Wednesday night, we are delighted to be part of Dundee United Supporters Foundation's gala evening of Smile for 2023 at the Rep. We'll be joined by Andy Rowland, Paul Hegarty, John Holt, Hamish McAlpine, Morris Malpass and Willie Pettigrew. So basically what's happening if you've got tickets for it, you come along, I believe it starts half past seven, you watch a show, and at half time you get a pie. Then, once you've had your pie, refilled your glasses, went for a pee, maybe a poo, whatever you need to do. 20 minutes time, you come back in, us two dafties will come on the stage, then we'll not keep you too long, we'll bring out actual legends, uh, and then we'll talk about um, a wee bit of smile, we'll ask some questions, and then we'll get questions from you guys uh, that are in the audience. Uh, the Foundation did send an email out, by the way, to get your questions in early, but there will also be Q&A cards. Our Q&A cards will be there on the night as well, so you get the opportunity. And I keep saying this any time that we've done our shows and whatever. We, we obviously, we, we can't... We, we you can't, could ask anything. Yes. You could ask anything. However, don't waste it by asking what yeah. Ronnie has for his tea. Yeah. <laughs> or what, or, or what, I, yeah. what I do for cleansing my feet of an evening. Okay, You're, just... 
ask the legends a question, please. You're, you've absolutely got the chance to ask them. Okay, don't waste it. Get get your chance to ask them. And I know they love talking about it and whatever, so do you get the chance? We will, of course, try to get through as many as we can. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, do that. Take take the opportunity. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. If you are not already a member, uh, you can find out about the brilliant work the foundation does. You can join them as well, dusf.scott. But yeah, we've... Um, we're going down on Tuesday to get a wee lay of the land, see the set build and, and all that kind of stuff, which should be a lot of fun. And then Wednesday, I'm, I'm just really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to seeing Smile again. Um, and, and just, I, I suppose because on the back of it, we've had a bit more of an understanding. Like we spoke to Phil Differ, who wrote it and stuff like that, and getting a more of how it all goes together. But I'm, I'm generally looking forward to, to seeing it again because it must have been two and a half years ago, three years ago, something like that. Idea. We'll take we'll t- a double check with the episode guide for when Phil was on. I kind of mind. Be a long time. I, I, I went to see it a couple of times uh, when it was when it was out. First time I just took it in and it was like that was really good. And the second time I thought it was quite emotional. Uh, so I plan on watching it. I know you're maybe no plan on watching it on the Wednesday. You're probably going to watch it on the Tuesday, but I plan on watching it before we go on stage on the Wednesday. So hopefully I don't find it emotional, Rondo. Nobody needs to see. Andy Rowland shouting at a big baldy specky guy to stop green. Yeah, absolutely need to see that. I think. No, I think. Um, yeah, no. I, I, I just. It depends what we. Uh, how how the old tech stuff on the Tuesday goes. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really looking forward. To it. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be great fun. Uh, but again, dusf.scott. You need to get more information. I'm really looking forward to sharing the stage with. Uh, Willie Pettigrew, the major Andy Rowland, uh, Paul Hegarty, John Holt, Hamish McAlpine, and Morris Malpass. Right then, we are in to Who Am I? Had a bit of a squeaky bum moment earlier on when I actually thought I hadn't done any clues, and then I remembered my miraculous clues last week led Paul to identify Stephen Thompson. As the answer scores that stance, I'm one point ahead. I can extend that today to six points if things go right for me, which means probably winner. But um, yeah, who am I? Back it's over to Paul to uh, to answer, uh, ask the questions today. You get it right. The first clue five points, second clue four points, third clue three points, fourth clue two points, and if you get it right on the final clue, you get one solitary point. If you don't get it, connect. Stay point in playing. Because his last clue is usually a shoot you in. Over to you, Mr. McNichol. Clue number one, Mr. Costello. Here we go. This ex-player made his debut for the club in a cup game against Aloha and scored. That's it. That's how we're getting. We're not getting a season. We're not getting his name, his age. Yeah, clearly not getting his name. Well, listen, he didn't ask you, didn't I get? Right, what was that clue again? This ex-player made his debut for the club in a cup game against Aloha and scored. Aloha. Aloha. I'll play them a lot. Could be Mark Dunham, I suppose. I don't think it will be. Could be. Is it Mark Dunham? No, it's not Mark He He plays for Aloha these days, does he know? Uh, Ah. Ah. So he might be signing boys as Gallagher for us jumping in some bottom. Easy peeps. Ah. 
Nicky Clark? That isn't Nicky Clark. Oh well. Okay. This ex Southend United player made his league debut for the club against St Johnston and scored. It's either a striker or this boy's got half a good luck. <laughs> South End. South End. Craig Easton played for South End, but I'll not be him. Craig Easton. Uh, he was he was quite scathing on the radio of <laughs> the second goal. He was uh, he couldn't have quite believe what he had seen either. for that I've not a clue so totally thrown his eye in okay clue number three Rondo this ex Rangers player played under four different managers in his time at Tanadice and there's a bit of shite housery going on with oh, that yeah. four. Oh, yeah. there is because one of them was a caretaker manager. I've, I've, got, a, I've got a name, right? Okay. And if it's him, four managers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it Moshney? It is not Bilal Moshney. <laughs> He only played under. That's what I mean. Shabba. Yeah, that, that was Shabba. my. That was my. Well, you said South End. I'm pretty sure he was at South End because other than that, I am struggling. South End okay. Rangers. Okay. Are you Clue sure? number four. I'm. I'm sure. Clue number four. This international player picked up a Scottish Cup winners medal with us in 1994. Go through the 1914. What was the internationals in? South End. <laughs> so you're focusing on South End. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it has a clue. Vanderkamp, Cleland, Welsh, Patrick, Malpass, McAnally, Hannah, Bowman, Dale, McLaren, Brewster, Bolin. I can't remember why I was on the bench. Why then play for South End? South you End? Tell me. You tell me. Are people going to be screaming at this? I have no idea. They were last week because your clues were actually quite good. It's got to... Oh, recap them very, very quickly. Made his debut for the club in a cup game against Alloa right. and he scored. Okay. Made his league debut against St Johnston and scored. 
played under four different managers. He's an international player and he won the Scottish Cup with us in 1994. And amongst the clues was he's an ex-South End and Rangers player. Go through the 94 team. Was played for Rangers. Stop I, focusing on South End. I just did. I just did. I, I went right through the team. I just read you the team. Right. Am I moving on to clue five? Because you've took about four minutes. Here. Yeah, move on. Right. Clue number five. This Dundee-born player uh, made 177 appearances for the club and hit the post at Hamden before Brewster bastard. scored with the rebound. Oh, fucking Christian Daly. There we go. Can you not mind him at Rangers? No, not really. Not really. He played in that game that uh, uh, that Levine was manager, I'm sure. I raised and that we lost memory. Mark Kerr, pass back game. He played for Southend, Rondo. Ah, that's that totally, totally, totally through us. <laughs> that's it like the pl- I put a wee bit of thought on it this week I thought Southend might throw him because like I, if I'm being honest I didn't care that he played for Southend but when I thought I'll give you the ex-Rangers and then in the next clue is he won the cup in 94 with us you just have to go through and think right what I, the I, hell's did, I just read the team out <laughs> <laughs> saying that actually there's a few players for that team that played for Rangers like you've got Bolin you've got Cleland Petrich correct Ah. Then I worry. Oh. I'm con- I'm currently a what a Google question daily. Yeah, that's okay. I, I went on our archive. That's how I get my. That's how I get my stats. How many games did he play? South many games. three. What he was a South End player then. <laughs> I did not count how many times, but I just go on the Arab archive. You say that's the rules. We get our clues for the Arab archive. You tell me, Michael O'Neill was a forward. <sighs> Did I start your push? He was. Still He's is. the world's best midfielder. <laughs> well, what a lot of shite that was. Ah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. On this day, in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club, says 2006, 20th of February is our focus today. Two games, three signings to tell you about. To 1999, and uh, our first match, we maintained our 100% record over Aberdeen this season with a third victory and again prevented the Sheep Shaggers from scoring. Although the dawn started well, we made the, be- the better chances and we're lucky, not, uh, we're lucky to have a goal chalked off before Shell Olsen nodded us in front in the second half of Billy Dodd's header and Davy Hanna's fine execution to a good move saw us cruise to an easy win in the end. United 3, Aberdeen 0. Next up... 2016 Both Hearts and United were looking for a reaction to poor midweek results Both teams recording seven changes from their games United took the lead right before half-time Another dangerous corner from Scott Fraser was met by the onrushing Guy Damel And he rose between two defenders to thunder a header into the net Sparking huge celebrations from the fans in Tangerine Hearts were level early in the second half And that's how it looked that it would finish. Do you know, Paul, what happened next? I remember it fairly well because we spoke about it with the man himself. Podcast uh, pal, Paul Payton stepped up. Because I was, yeah, I was in the Fox that day for some reason and he was getting stuck for boys 
missed the missed of the day, and he's just he's just struck it, and it's went rifling into the top corner. And he's run out of the fox, the area that boys were giving him stick for, and he's given them he's given them a tight back. Uh, but yeah, that that was the, well, that was the season we went doing, obviously. But that that game itself was a bit of a, a bit of a highlight, if we can call it that. Mm-hmm. And it was an absolute raker of a goal. Yeah, we claimed all three points as well. Signings then, Paul. That's, uh, this always gets me. This always gets me. First up, a man who had three spells at United. From what I remember, he wasn't very good. He didn't actually make his debut till his third spell and we paid £200,000 for him as well. What year? On this day, in 1985, we signed a 17-year-old Neil Duffy. Oh, my dad. I don't remember him from 1985, right enough. But uh, did we not sign him for Dundee? Mm-hmm. Ah, for 200 grand. Cornelius Duffy, uh-huh. to give him his full name. Uh, he, I mean, he was all right. He was really good in the air, I thought. Uh, was he not related to Jim Duffy? Mm-hmm. Cousin or nephew or... Yep. I don't know, hairy brother or something like that. Uh, he was... Uh, uh, he, it's meant like 200 grand. Like he's certainly not worth 200 grand of today's transfer budget. <laughs> but maybe he was worth 200 grand back then because we just used to throw it a bit like confetti. But uh, ah, that's that's a blast for the past. I didn't realise that he was at us three times before he made his debut. Yep, yep. Next up, now, I usually wouldn't spend so much time on the detail on this, but I just, I just need to paint the picture for you, right? Next up, he was a trainee with West Ham United, right? From May of 1995. He was an attacker. He'd previously been on loan at Bournemouth before arriving at Tannadice in February on a short-term loan deal. He made eight first-team appearances in England. He was thrown straight into the first-team squad for us for a visit to Dunfermline. He made his debut as a substitute. With just one start of an appearance against St Johnston McDermott and a further three from the bench, he returned to London before the end of March. On his return, this is the this is when it gets mental, right? Because I've already painted a picture there that he was clearly no great. Here's the line that gets me. On his return to the Hammers, he was included in their lineup on five occasions towards the end of the Premiership campaign. On this day, in 1998, Tommy McLean signed Emmanuel Omayinme. I don't remember anything about him. Neither can I. Save that thought, and let's move on to the final one. (laughs) Okay. Alex Smith signed this guy after a loan period on loan at Burnley. After a period on loan at Burnley. He arrived at United on a short-term loan deal, after which he returned to his own club. On this day in 2001, we signed striker Paul Robinson. I remember him. Did he not play for... You not remember him? Shite. Yeah, did he not play for Newcastle United at some point? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Uh, No, I remember him. I don't know. Did he play for us? Did he actually get any games? I played five times, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, I can't remember him doing anything of note, but I do remember I was signing him, yeah. And I just thought a wee note, that'll be my next Who Am I? Paul Robinson, five games. <laughs> anyway. As, as you're getting clues for Emmanuel Omoyimne, ready for next week. <laughs> well, so I'm going to read them out again. You'll probably, you'll probably no remember his name, so... No danger. No, we've got our own. So... It could be a big week uh, ahead. The chairman is, of course, in town with uh, meetings in, in, in the last to, to get through uh, between now and, of course, which is, I don't even know, can you call it a six-pointer now? Is it not like a 25-pointer, what we're going to face next week up the A9? It's a must-win. Like, we can't, it's, it's a must-not fuck about. That's what it is. We've got to, we've got to win this game. It's unthinkable to even contemplate defeat. On that note, we are at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. Do have a great week. Uh, stay safe. If you are heading to Smile on Wednesday night, we are really looking forward to it. should be a belter as well to break up the week between what we witnessed yesterday and what's coming up uh, this Saturday. And of course, to finish off, don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. <laughs>